Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Lift your hands, let us just pray. Father, thanks a million for this opportunity to come before your infallible word. We can even see the results and the work that has already taken place by reason of your word from last night. And we pray, let the, the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts express gratitude to you and be acceptable in your sight in the name of Jesus. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Wow. You may be seated in the presence of God. Wow, what a blessing, what a blessing, what a blessing. It's, it's exciting to see what God's word can do. Do you get it? Your attitude, your look, your excitement, everything is different tonight. Yeah, different tonight. Yesterday, we had more people here, but we had less people here with a grateful heart. Yeah, I mean, you can feel it. You yourself, it's not like I'm saying something, but you yourself can feel that. There's more gratitude. We have found out that we need to be grateful to God. Yeah. Our hearts are more grateful to God tonight. And my prayer is that it will continue. Amen. Amen. Pastor Melly, what is that song that says, with a grateful heart? With a song of praise, with an outstretched hand, I'll bless your name. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Then what? I just want to. It's Pastor Melin, the one who sings that song. Thank you, Lord. Grateful heart. 
mentioned yesterday was that being thankful should be an attitude of your life. And I said an attitude of gratitude changes your altitude. Your level is changing tonight because your heart is filled with gratitude. Hallelujah. Let me tell you the truth. You have surprised me, honestly. So I've not started, none of what I'm saying is what I came to say to you. You have surprised me, so I'm still in shock. I'm now trying to get myself back into what, what, I mean, it's like surprise. Yeah, but it's, it's a blessing. Yeah, it's a blessing. And when your heart is filled with thanksgiving, your attitude changes. Your attitude changes in everything you are doing. And when that change in attitude occurs, the results you get from what you are doing also changes. It also changes. It also changes. In your relationship with God, in your relationship one with another in your life, once that heart is filled with gratitude, the, even the little that you have, you, ha- you are so excited about it, you are so happy about it, if it changes to you. Yeah. Anybody you have a relationship with, once you are grateful to God for that relationship, the way you approach the relationship is different. Now, when the devil fills you with an evil spirit and now complaints come in, do you see? The opposite of being thankful is becoming a whiner and a complainer. And that thing comes from the devil. Then immediately, that same thing, the thing has not changed. Since I got to know Pastor Spa, he has not changed. I mean, he has no change. No, it's true. He has no change. But once I, I catch a spirit of complaining against, immediately the person looks different. Though he's the same, he looks different in my eyes. Hallelujah. The same way if I'm grateful to have him around, he looks also glorious in my eyes. And once the thing looks glorious in your eyes, the way you handle it is even different. And the things you get from it is even different. So this shift in our hearts right now to be grateful to God. I know not everything is what we wanted. You wanted to have two children this year, but God didn't provide a lot of nine months in this year. Only provide only one nine months in this year. So you couldn't have had two or three pregnancies, but... Look, you are still around. You are still around with the opportunity. There's still the opportunity for God to do what he wanted to do. Let's be grateful to God. Look, it's not over until it is over. I said, God used six days to create the whole earth. How big is your life? How big is your life? He doesn't need forever. He just needs a moment. Boom, to do that thing you have been waiting for. So be grateful to him. Be grateful to And it starts from your heart. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter, put your hands together. Let's start preaching the word.
Colossians chapter 3. It says, 15 says, Let the peace of God rule in your heart, to the which ye are also called in one body, and be ye thankful. So the Bible tells us clearly that God wants his peace to rule in our hearts. That's why he has put us together. It takes peace for us to live together and be one family. We can't be quarreling all the time. Now, disagreeing with one another is not quarreling. Are you getting what I'm saying? Sometimes, you see, sometimes when we are fighting a certain demon, we fight the demon very strongly that you think that if you disagree with a point I make, then you are fighting with me. No, not necessarily. Do you see? We will disagree with each other on one thing or another, but let's live in peace. That's why the Bible says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. He says, work hard to keep the unity of the space. Like I said, to endeavor means to fight and to strive hard to keep the unity in the bond of peace. So it's not like it happens easily that, oh, when we are there, there'll be no confusion. How can there be no confusion? Even in your house that you are all related by blood. In your house, you are not so many. Two children, one mother, one grandmother, four of you in the house, and one malume. Five. All of you are related by blood. Hi, guys. I see you from Masgrave. God bless you for coming all the way. Do you see? Now, although you are related by blood, do you still have some disagreements like this person eats this person's food it's like the food look when i was growing up there was a point in my house we were 10 in the house in total including the parents 10 in total my parents then my little brother he was a baby you see i'm about a decade plus older than my little brother so it's like when we were teenagers he was a baby baby so he does he's never caught up in there so there's seven of us who are left it's a fight for survival in the house. And it's survival of the fittest, the fastest, the swiftest, the most cunning. It's survival. Do you get it? In those days, in the morning, we have bread and tea for breakfast. Do you get it? And they open one tin of milk, the small one, for a house of ten. So when they open, they pour for the parents. And that little brother. Because he cannot compete. Like, I mean, no, he cannot. He's like eating or that he cannot compete. So they pour for them. Then the rest, because they know there's no mathematical way possible for the seven of us to share the milk that is left. They make the tea in bulk and they pour the milk in it and they stir it. That's all. <laughs> That's all. All the milk is inside. When they, they make um, the food that you eat with stew and meat, they grind the meat and put it in the stew. Nobody has a piece. Yeah, no, because if we are going to give it to everybody in pieces, mathematically, I don't know, maybe I grew up in the Stone Age. Do I have a witness in the house? Yeah. So they grind it and mix it all together. Then it's like mince, mince stew. Mince stew. It's fish stew, but it's mince. Do, do, do you understand? 
So the day they make a mistake and they give the meat in pieces, like everybody has a piece, let's say maybe it's a beef stew or something, and then they cut. So they, everybody's plate is there, and then they put your meat in your plate. And every, so everybody's has been dished out is there. If you come late, by the time you come, you see, your meat has left footprint on your pap, but the meat is not there. Yes, and that footprint is the evidence that the problem is not from the parents. They have provided meat, but between them and you, Somebody, the, a middleman. So one person walks in first, and then he takes his, his boat, then he starts to pick everybody's meat. <laughs> and he's gone. Yeah, but we are in the same house, and we are still together. The same way in the church, God is expecting that. We may have a disagreement with this person, he said this, 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 but we are still together. Our disagreements don't lead to a fight. They don't lead us to start fighting one another and become enemies of one another. God says, let's fight to make this possible. Then the second thing is, he says, we should be thankful. We should have be grateful or gratitude as an attitude of our lives. It should be part of our lives. Just come spontaneously. Not that uh, things happen and we gloss over them. Things happen and we pretend we didn't see. You didn't see how, or you didn't, or you take it for granted. Or if you, oh, it's my right. It should have been done for me one way or another. I, I mean, I should have benefited this. Oh, pastor should have come to visit me. I mean, he's my pastor. So if he doesn't come to, who should come and visit me? But he has come to visit you. You don't take it for granted. Oh, she should have called me. So if she has called me, what's the big? My mother should have, I told you, my, mother's, my mother should have provided food for me. You're, look, me, I, when I send my children, I sit in my, one of the jobs I do in my house is to just send my children. Yeah, I just sit on my bed, then I start calling. Come, come. Take the stand, I can even call both of them. And when they are standing there, then I'm deciding which of them. Yeah, which of them. I said, I can even call you when you can. I said, go and call the other guy to come. I mean, I'm thinking, my, why didn't he come? He heard me calling. Although I didn't mention his name. Did it not occur to him that there's the slightest possibility under the sun that I might need him? I drive into my house, I blow my horn. Pa. I mean, when I'm entering, when I pass in front of my door, I blow my horn once. If I blow it twice, it means everybody should come out. That's what it means. If I blow it once, it means I'm coming, be ready to meet me. But if I blow it twice, it means come out of the house and meet me outside. Yeah. Yeah. Very clear. Ping. It means daddy is coming. So you have to be excited and be ready that that is coming. Pimpin means come outside and meet me. Anything that is in the car, you will carry. Even if there's nothing, come and meet me. Even sometimes I can get to my wife and say, come and carry me. But the point I'm making is that, though they are my children, I ask them to do this, do this. So when they do, I say, thank you. I say, thank you. Oh, 
even as I'm asking them, I say, bring me, bring me tissue, bring me tissue, bring me this. I say, thank you. Because it's an attitude that you have. It makes you appreciate everything that comes your way. But when you don't have this attitude, that is when you are filled with demons. You see, like, it, oh, today I'm going to show you not being grateful opens you to evils. I'll show you that one. Do you see it? So it, it, it introduces demons into your life. So you begin to see every, the problem with everything. Instead of seeing the good part of everything. So it's the, the good things your husband does, you won't see them anymore. Only see the evil. And I said, when that, that thing is not there, it introduces an evil attitude in you. So the person calls you and then you say, eh, what? Yeah, Utin. Yeah. They say, hello, darling. What? I mean, is that how to respond when your husband calls you, you say, what? Is it what who's calling you? Or you say, who's that? Who else is, is here? Yeah. So it, give, it introduces something bad into your life. Your boss calls you immediately. You have a demonic thought in your mind. Something bad is going to happen as you are going. So even as you enter the meeting, you have, you, you have a skewed attitude. Yeah, skewed attitude. But if you, if, if you, have, you are grateful, even when they call you, are excited. You're happy. Your mood is different. I also said that being thankful is a constant part of prayer. You cannot pray without expressing gratitude. Today is Friday. We can take our time off. Hmm? We read from um, Philippians 4, 6. The Bible says that be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Don't be agitated over anything. Over in, don't be stressed over anything. This is the stress-proof scripture in the Bible. Do not stress over anything, but in everything. Everything means everything. Financial, social, economic, um, spiritual, psychosocial, mental, uh, emotional, um, medical. Anything you can think about. It says, when it comes up, in, in that, use these weapons. One, prayer. Two, supplication. Two, two, two keys. Prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving. It means each of them must go. Whether you are doing supplication or doing prayer, it must go with thanksgiving. 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 It must go with thanksgiving. It's like, as you are asking God for that, he has not yet done it. As he has not yet done it, start to thank him for it. Start to say thank you for it. Thank you for the thing that I've... Thank you for even listening to what I've come to ask you. Have you not gone to ask somebody for something before that the person didn't even want to listen to you? So, please, I want you to come and say, I'm busy. I'm busy. Like I always tell you, my children have a way that they call me. As soon as they call me that, my answer is no. Yeah. Daddy, I say, I'm not there. Oh, daddy, but I see, no, I've gone to town. I'm not here. Because the way they have called me, I know it's going to cost me something. Yeah. So even you even so so now they, as I keep saying it as I'm preaching, they are also learning different ways. <laughs> so they see that when Manchester United has won, and I'm happy then they say so that if you are not busy, then it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Because I need them to be happy with, so I have to be there. <laughs> yeah. But you 
can go to ask somebody for something, the person will not even listen to you. Not give you a chance to even say what you are saying. So for God to even give you a chance to say what you are saying, thank him for it. Thank you. So for everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make that request. Let, let that request be accompanied with thanksgiving. It's a constant part. And grateful people never get prayers answered. Because your prayer is incomplete. When it doesn't carry thanksgiving, it's incomplete. It's incomplete. It's not a complete prayer. And God, please, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that, I need that. Hey. And I told you, you see, thanksgiving must be itemized. For you to give thanks properly, you must itemize your thanksgiving. Yeah. Give thanks properly. You must. You shouldn't just. Lord, I want to thank you for this Friday. And uh, the, what is it that has happened this Friday? There are specific things that have happened to you. If you look into your life, you will see them. You will see them. There are people your age who have mental issues. There are women your age who have your problem, and because of the your problem that the. Like when I say your not that you own the problem, but the type of problem that you are facing, and they've committed suicide. They've committed suicide. They've committed suicide. But you are still around. You even have a God to go to and present this request to. You even have it. So when you come to pray and it's just, the, I, I feel that even when you pray and your prayer, 100% of your prayer, about 70 or 90, 70% of it should be thanksgiving. Because when you read Matthew 6, the Bible tells us that God knows whatever we are coming to ask him, even before we come to ask him. He just wants to hear us say it, but he knows them already. So the bulk of your prayer, I mean, the bulk of your prayer shouldn't be what you are asking him. The bulk of your prayer should be giving God what he cannot give to himself. Yeah. But if you come to my house, let's say I'm in a, you come to my house and you only... You, you are bringing what I can give to myself. As compared to, you are bringing what I cannot do for myself or give to myself. Which one do you think will have more value to me? Which one? God cannot thank himself. He cannot worship himself. He cannot bless himself. But to, to come and request, give me this, give me this, how does it benefit God? It cannot form the bulk of your prayer. Your bulk of your prayer should be gratitude, gracias, thank you, thank you. Muchos gracias. Thank you. I also mentioned that thanksgiving must come from your heart. Because you can say thank you with your mouth, but your heart is not grateful. As you are saying thank you, you are saying a foolish guy. You only gave me two. You could have given me seven. You're giving me two. Yeah. So it must start from your heart. And how do you know when it starts from your heart? When it's in your heart, it comes out spontaneously. That's what you were doing today. It's like it comes out spontaneously. It's not, it's not like when I was in there, Pastor Melly organized. You see, when Bishop comes, uh, we are going to be singing. What's the song you were singing? The first one. I sang that song. You didn't even know the song. You were hearing it for the first time. Today, you didn't know it. But it's like it's, it's a spontaneous thing. It means it comes from the heart. Imagine somebody does something for you, but they have to be told to do it. As compared to somebody that, as soon as they saw, you know, they felt like, let me do this thing. Which one would you appreciate more? The one that comes from their heart. The one that has spontaneity with it. It just comes out. It just bursts out like that. 
May you be the type that just burst out into gratitude. Hallelujah. Number three. What was the third one I said? Forward. It, it brings miracles. Okay, let's go to today because the time, half of my time has flown past. Thanksgiving brings you close to God. It brings you close to God. Where is it in my notes? It bring, being thankful brings you close to God. All right. It brings you into the presence of God. Psalm 95 verse 2, the Bible says, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving and let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. What does verse 1 say? What does verse 1 say? Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Verse 2. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. Verse 3. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. He says, as you are coming into his presence, come with thanksgiving. Psalm 100. Come with thanksgiving. This is where we read the other time when Bishop Kweku was here that the password into God's presence is thank you. Do, do, you have that, do you still have that version? Find it for us. Message Bible. Message Bible. To come into God's presence, the key, the password is being thankful. So imagine people who are ungrateful and thankful. It means that they are usually far from the presence of God. Far, access denied. If you don't have, let me read it from my Bible. It says, I'm reading from verse 1, it says, On your feet now applaud, now applaud God. Bring a gift of laughter. Sing yourselves into his presence. It says, do what? Sing yourself into his presence. As you are coming into his presence, how the security people know that they must not stop you is your singing. Some of you come to church, praise and worship time, you don't want to sing. Hey, just singing, you don't want to sing. Dancing, you don't want to dance. Uh, Bishop, I don't know how to sing. I'm one of the people who doesn't know how to sing at all. No, I'm one of you who doesn't know how to sing at all. The amount of anointing I used to sing, <laughs> if I compare it to the anointing I used to preach, I realize that, eh, hey, singing is difficult. <laughs> oh, yeah. Singing is very difficult. And I'm not talking about singing a solo. I'm talking about, I just want to thank you, Lord, the normal singing. You have no idea how difficult it is for me. You have no, because I'm using anointing, that's why you don't see it. I, I remember one day I told some people that singing is very difficult to say, oh, I can't believe it. Then you hide it very well. I'm, anointing is what is covering for what you can't see. How do I know that I use, it's difficult for me? The number of times I have to think about it before I do it. Yeah, but if I have to preach, you can call me at any time. 
Call me when I'm asleep. Call me when I'm awake. Just, just give the mic. We'll start to preach. By all means, you will see that preaching will appear. But to sing. And the only thing is that I like music. You see, that's what deceives people. Because I, I, te- I teach a lot of songs and I sing a lot of songs. They think I know how to do It's not true. It's just because I like music. So it comes when I'm there. No, I, don't come. Oh, then it Just thank you, Lord. I told it. Don't come where we are going. It forces itself to come to where we are going. Difficult for me to sing. Yeah. But once we are singing, I join the singing. Once we are dancing, I join the dancing. And dancing is also something that I don't know how to do. Yeah, dancing. Oh, no. I have only two moves. Two moves. Two moves. Ne? One move is the one that we do. God is fighting for us. That's it. That's all. That's my only move. The second move, my wife says I shouldn't do it in public. So <laughs> I can't tell you. I don't know how to dance but when the people are dancing I try to dance with them so I'm not talking about those of you who don't know how to dance because if they are singing a nice song even just move your body a bit you are standing there like a statue statue of liberty or either you stand there like the statue of liberty or you stand there like Christ our redeemer (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like Christ our Redeemer You have spread yourself like that So no movement Hey, why? But it says that's the access Into the presence of God That's what brings you into the presence of God yeah. I go on Verse 3 says Know this God is good Is that it? Oh, you got it Yeah, put verse 3 there God, God is God, and, and God, and God, and God, God is, God is God, and God, God. He made us, we didn't make ourselves, we are his people, his well-tended sheep. Enter with the password, thank you, make yourselves at home. Talking praise. Thank him. Worship him. For God is sheer beauty. All generous in love. Loyal always and forever. Yeah. He says that's how we come into the presence of God. That's why we must have a constant. It shouldn't be something that we do just once at the end of the year. God, we want to thank you for this particular celebration is to thank God for seeing us through the year. But it shouldn't end here. It should be something that happens to you all the time that you are grateful. Every little thing you are grateful because when you are a grateful person, the presence of God is near you. You get access into the presence of God. Access into the presence of God. I'm sure the angels in heaven gather, when they see thankful people, they come to them. When they see ungrateful, they say, oh, demon possessed. Let's go to another place. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. This is where they have ingratitude. Let's get, it's an evil. Let's get away from them. 
So may you become somebody who's always good. You see, you, you can posture yourself such that every day you'll be complaining about something. Yeah, you can position yourself that every day you'll be complaining about something. I'm telling you, it's a disposition. Tell your neighbor, a disposition. Have you not met people who never smile? Traffic cops, nurses, principals. They never smile. It's almost like if you smile, something will go wrong. Have you not met people like that? Even me, as a pastor, when I'm preaching, I see people, they never smile. No, it doesn't matter what joke it is. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what joke you tell. It doesn't matter what story you tell. It doesn't matter what you say. They just have a very straight look on their faces. Look at your face and see if it's you. No, don't look at your neighbor's face. Look at your face. Hey, Bishop, is it me? Yes, it is you. They never smile, never. They, they are predisposed. That's the meaning of the, I'm explaining the English word predisposed or a disposition. It's like they are, they are, they are, who are the English scholars? They, they are position, postured. You get postured to it. And there are some people too, they are always postured with a smile. Yeah, they, those, usually those are the people that when you come to preach, you just keep looking at them. So if I, uh, usually I look at your face, it means there's always a smile. Even, even if you are looking serious, usually there's an underlining smile in the background. That's why it's comfortable to preach to you. But if you are the one that we look and we turn, you, you are, yeah, 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 yeah. You spoil the preaching. Predisposition or disposition. So they always have a frown on their faces. Or a stern look. You see, a frown is they are angry. A stern look. A stern look is like they are unimpressed. Unimpressed, unmoved. They, I mean, unconcerned. Yeah, that's it. Not moved. Not affected. No, ask your neighbor, are you, are you, are you the not, not affected? Are you the not affected? Are you the not moved? Are you the not impressed? That's why we used to say, we used to say in the church, avoid the unlucky and the unhappy. How many of you remember that statement? Avoid the unlucky and the unhappy. Yeah, it's like they are always unhappy, chronically unhappy. Of course, you can't be happy all the time. Even McDonald's is not happy all the time. They just have only one hour called happy hour. It can't be. You can't be happy all the time. Do you get it? <laughs> no, clap for me. Clap for me. Clap for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you get it? But once in a while, we know you will not be happy. Do you see? But it can't be a chronic situation. Always unhappy. You, only you, always bad things are happening to you. Hey, it can't be every hour. It can't be, it can't be, it can't be, it can't be. Maybe you are not watching your life. Yes, Portugal beats Ghana. You are unhappy for a little while. But then you encourage yourself that what goes around comes around. If you rob South Africa to get to the World Cup, FIFA will make sure you pay for it. That's all 
Yeah, with two. Because usually the harvest is bigger than the seed. Do you know that since Ghana robbed South Africa to qualify for the work, every match they have played, they have been robbed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that match, they went to play Nigeria in a playoff. Ghana was leading Nigeria 1-0. Then the referee gave a dubious penalty to Nigeria to equalize. So Ghana needed to go and beat Nigeria in Nigeria to qualify. That's how difficult it became. The next time they are playing is this one. Yeah, we hope they know, but whatever happens, Uruguay will pay. <laughs> but if as for you, always, you are unhappy, there's a problem. There's a problem. You know, when you are, you are eating, when you are eating, you are not happy. Every day, post. So we always used to advise, avoid the unlucky and the unhappy. Avoid them. Because they are unlucky means, as for them, they, they, they are unhappy because they feel they are unlucky. They feel every day something bad is happening to them. Avoid them. You marry such a person, oh, you'll be very sad. Yeah, every day he'll be crying. I said, you marry a mama's boy, he's looking for a housewife. I'm coming. Oh, I've not read. Okay, I won't tell you again. You marry a hard guy, he will never love you for real. <laughs> yeah. You marry a softy, you always be crying. He will always be crying. Every day you have to be. There are about seven of them. Let me stop here. I'll give you the rest on Sunday. <laughs> no, I've given you three. You didn't know all these three. I've given you two, three. Take it like that. <laughs> okay. House. 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 Like it's a hard guy, he's trying to be a tough guy. He would never love you for real. To never express himself properly. No, no, no. Because he's always trying to be a tough guy. Itotai, Kali, yes. Kali and doesn't bat also. So we have it together. Number five, number five. Let's go. Become somebody who, who gets into the presence of God by being thankful. Yeah, by being grateful. The little that God does for you, be grateful for it. Be grateful for it. Number, 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 number one. Being thankful. Do you want to do this one? Okay, let's do a lighter one first. Being thankful is a weapon that neutralizes diseases, curses, problems in everything. When you're a thankful person, giving thanks releases a certain power that neutralizes diseases, curses, problems, everything. First Timothy 4.1, it says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times 
Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry. So he's showing us evils that will happen in the last day, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meat, which God had created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. It says the Holy Spirit speaks in the last days. The Holy Spirit will speak expressly, verse 1. It says, and it says that no, this, that in the last days, a lot of people will backslide. A lot of people will dip apart from the faith. And they will give heed to, they will start dabbling in seducing spirits, spirits and devils and teachings of devils. Okay, let's go on. This is not the main thing we are looking for. Let's go on. Verse 2. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with heart, a hot iron. So now they become very callous and very difficult. So even when you, although they are in a mistake, when you try to show, they can never see it. Because what makes you realize the truth or realize that you are in error is your conscience. And it says their conscience will be heated up with hot irons. It becomes so dead. It has no feelings. So even when you talk, they can't feel that God cannot speak to them. The next one, verse 3. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meat. So he said, one of the things that is going to happen is that they'll even command people not to eat some meat. Okay, now this is the main point, to eat some meat and everything. Okay, which God has created. And God has created and said that it should be received with thanksgiving of them that believe and know the truth. Then the next one. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be received. If, he says, you can't re re refuse it if, if it is received with thanksgiving. Why? Because it is sanctified, verse 5, with the word of God. And with prayer. He said, the thing is sanctified. That thing that looks funny, that looks like it's not a correct thing. A good example is pork. Some people don't eat pork. Some people don't eat snakes. Uh, snakes. Some people don't eat snails. Some people don't eat frogs. Some people don't eat, I mean, cats. Different, different. But the Bible here is telling us that everything God has created is good. Now, please, before you go into the bush, I'm not saying go and start eating things. What I'm saying is that you can eat it if you want to. But the power that sanctifies it is the power of thanksgiving. Yeah. What makes it clean? What neutralizes all the evil things that are in it is thanksgiving. That's what neutralizes it. Do you, do you understand? So, if you don't eat pork, you don't eat pork, it's not a problem. Even the fewer, the merrier. 
Because the pork that is around is not enough for those of us who are here. So the fewer of you that eat it, the better. But don't go around saying that it's unclean. Because the Bible says that everything, put that scripture there, everything that God has created is good. You just don't eat it. I mean, there are things that I don't eat because I've not been served. I've not gotten them. Do you, do you, do you get I've not gotten them. They don't serve them to me yet. I don't know if you are coming along. Yeah. Have you eaten crocodile before? Yeah. I mean, look at a crocodile. Are you not scared of it? Look, a crocodile and a pig, which one is more scary? But you are eating it. And we are not, I'm not complaining that you have eaten a crocodile. Yeah, if you were born in China by now, you would have eaten snakes, dogs, um, horses, snails. You would have eaten all these things already. Do you get it? And the Bible says that once God has created it, it's good. Do you get it? Once God has created it's good. Now what you need to do is to receive it with thanksgiving. This is why they teach us to pray before we eat. Because that prayer of thanking God before you eat neutralizes any perceived evil that is in the thing. It neutralizes it. Yeah, it neutralizes it. When we went to church, they said if you don't eat pork, you are evil. No. Like I said, I want you to go on record. The fewer of you that eat pork, the more pork is left for the rest of us. Yeah, I mean, we're in Korea. We went to, um, you'll be in Korea one of these days. We went to one of the markets. They said they were do like the way we do Chisanyama. You see some long thing there. What is it? Snake. Actually, in Vietnam, in Vietnam, if you, somebody wants to treat you specially, they give you a, they, they kill a snake for you. So you go to the restaurant and you see the snakes there, then you choose the one you want. Then the guy will catch that snake. Oh, why, why, wait. He will catch the snake. Then they will, they will press the snake and cut out the heart of the snake. They will take out the heart. They will cut out the heart of the snake. And they will put it in like a third glass, communion glass. And then they will give it to the person they are there to celebrate. And then you, they chew it like that. Then they go and grill the rest. And then you eat it. Stop having this, your rotting face. Reorganize your face quickly. When they come here, they see you going to eat Mopani worms. And they also wonder. Yeah. Look. One day, a white man, as they saw people buying runaways. Yeah. And they asked me, that, where is the meat? They asked, why are the people buying it? So, they are going to make food with it. He asked me, where is the meat in the runaways? But you have been eating runaways. You even fought with your sister over a runaway. Yeah. 
And do you know the fight? You were fighting because she took the right foot and you must have the left foot. That's why you were fighting, right and left. So everything is, everything God has created is edible. But before you eat what you are going to eat, take it and thank God for it because your thanking God is what sanctifies it. I mean, many years ago, I said we wanted goat meat to eat. And we're told that people don't eat goat here. I said, why? They said, oh, it's a something, something, something. I said, not a problem. Me, it's okay for me. So I, I spoke to her and said, me, I would never eat goat meat. I look at the person and I said, okay, no problem. So one day we went to Ghana. And we were sitting at a restaurant. And then they served the meat there. And then the same, I don't eat goat meat. Chewing the... Then at a point, what is this? Goat meat. You have eaten it. You have enjoyed it fully. It's goat meat. Yeah, and this goat has a beard. You ate it. You ate it. Hallelujah. I'm saying that everything God has made is edible. Whether you choose to eat it or not, that's another situation, but don't see somebody eating it and you say this person is bad, he's demonic, he's eating what is forbidden. No! You don't have the right to say because when you say that, what you are saying is that what God has made is not good. This is what happened to Peter when he had the dream. They brought all kinds of animals. They say kill itself. This is not sanctified. This kind of say. Then the angel rebuked him that, look, don't say what God has created is bad. You don't have a right to say that. So Paul, in explaining that thing, showed us that if you receive it, and I'm sure some people were going around preaching, saying, don't eat this. If you eat pork, is the number one. Jesus cast out the madman of Gadara. We've eaten pork. Why have we not gone mad? Some of us who eat pork, our minds are working far better. Don't you see that you struggle with mathematics? Maybe a little pork will help you. <laughs> Clap your hands for Jesus. Now I'm saying that anything you receive, don't even limit it to put verse 5 there. Don't only limit it to only verse 4. Don't only limit it to food. Anything. Anything. Somebody blesses you with a shoe, receive it with thanksgiving. Somebody blesses you with this, receive anything they bless, receive it with thanksgiving because thanksgiving has the power to neutralize everything that is inside. That's, that's, that's my point. That's my point. That's my point. Do you know how many demon-possessed things have been given to you? Somebody gives you their wig or their old dress. That person is a full-time drunkard. Yeah. You don't know the spirits that are in the thing as she's passing it on to you. So as you are receiving it, you receive it with thanksgiving so that that power can neutralize whatever is inside, inside the thing. That sometimes it's not like the person, many of you are just thinking of maybe somebody wants to do muti. 
No, that's beyond that. Just even normal. Sometimes you even go to the shop to go and buy something brand new. Sometimes somebody has gone there to try it on before you came. Yeah. Somebody, you don't, today's um, social media boys and girls, they go to shops to try on clothes, take pictures, update their Insta, then they put their clothes back. So many of the clothes we are buying that you think they are brand new are actually not brand new. About seven people have used them to take pictures. Yeah. They take their children, they dress their children in it, they take a picture in the uh, fitting room, then they take it, uh, they go and hang it back. Then they update their children's picture on Facebook or on Instagram or on their stage. Say, oh, your son is looking nice. He doesn't have those. Then you go and buy it. To you, the label is on it. The price tag is on it. So you think it's fresh. Meanwhile, somebody has tried it on seven. I have church members who do that. Look, I have church members who you see their pictures on social media. In real life, you will never see them wearing that thing before. I said, in real, it's good to see you. <laughs> it's in real life. You never see them wearing this thing before. So I'm saying, when you go and bring this thing to your house, sanctify it. Sanctify it with the prayer of thanksgiving. Number next one. I'll give you two more and then we close because my time is up. Thanksgiving saves you from the evils of the last day. The evils of the last day. Then I'll do one more. This one, I'll do it because I mentioned it yesterday. It says that, 2 Timothy 3, where it says, This know thee, this, this know also, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of themselves, of their own selves, covetous, boasters, blasphemous, proud, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce. It means they have some extreme anger, fierce. Despises of those that are good. Traitors. Heady. These argumentative people. High-minded. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. So the Bible tells us that from this there are some group of people. 18 types of people we should stay away from. 18 types of people. And he starts to give the list. I mean, if I'm talking to myself, I'm going to give you a list of people to stay away from. You are going to think, oh, I'm going to talk about thieves, fornicators, drug dealers. No, 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 that's the list over there. Lovers of their own selves. Self-lovers. Yeah, selfish people. Covetous people. Covetous people are which people? People who want to take that, that, what doesn't belong to them. What belongs to someone else. Boasters. Proud people. Blasphemous. Blasphemous are people who speak against God. Disobedient to parents. People who disobey their parents with ease. Unthankful. People who don't say thank you. Thank you. Unholy. Hey, Bishop, I'm only talking about fornicators. No. People who are not 
holy things are things that are, when we say something is holy, it means it's separated for a special use. Separated for a special use. Separated to God. Of course, somebody who is separated should, to God should not be fornicating. That's on our side, side, but that's not what it means. The next one, give us, we are going through 18. Without natural affection. I mean, you don't like the things that people like naturally. <laughs> Tyra, do you understand what I'm saying? I'll explain it to you. Like, you don't like what people like naturally. Even the things you like, animals don't like it. Animals don't like it. It's not natural. You see, like eating, it's natural. Sleeping, it's natural. But the things you like, they are natural. Even bad people look at the things you like, they say, shoo, 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 People who do good, it's like when you are doing something good, they despise you, they laugh at you so that you stop doing. Next one, traitors, people who betray you. Traitors. We are all in this thing together, then suddenly you make a U-turn. Hey, traitors. Heady, heady. <laughs> High-minded, it's like the mind is high like a kite. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. The next one. Having a form of godliness. So you, you realize that he's talking about Christians. They come to church, okay. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From these people, turn away. He says, move away from such people. Imagine that this list, this is like a high hit list of and being unthankful is inside. It's one of the evils of the last days. As we get to the end, that's how people will become. Why? Because they will now love themselves. So everything they want to attribute it to themselves. Social media has helped us to become lovers of ourselves. Sel hey, selfies. Oh, take pictures. Before, before social media, I think that we didn't used to take pictures like that. But now taking so many pictures of ourselves, self, 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 love is, it's a nature of the end time. And one of them is being unthankful. People will be more unthankful now than they have ever been. Yeah, that's what the Bible is saying. As we are getting to the end, people will become more and more ungrateful. So if you don't intentionally train yourself to be somebody who is grateful, you will fall into this category. Yeah, you fall into this category. That one of, you are one of, you become one of the indicators for Jesus that it's time to come. Because they, they were trying to get, get Jesus to tell them how, when the end will come. So it's like Paul in an attempt gave them these signs that look out for these signs. So you'll be one of the, you'll become one of the signs that will make Jesus notice that, hey, it's time. And if I don't come now, there'll be no earth even left for me to come back to, to come and save my people. 
<laughs> so I hear Jesus right now. He's putting on his shoes. He's lazy. He's wearing his clothes to come quickly because the uncomfortable people are increasing. But minus you in the name of Jesus. It's one of the signs. And then number last one before we go home. Now the time is, all the time is gone. Okay, no problem. Zola la la. Okay, no problem. Being unthankful. Block. This one was what? Being unthankful. Be, be, be thankful so that you don't become one of the evils of the last day. Being unthankful blocks evils from your life. It blocks evils. Not an, one evil. Evils. Evils. And do you know that if you add a D to evil, it becomes devil. Mm. Being thankful blocks it. It blocks evils from it. And I'm saying, if you add D to evil, it's a devil. <laughs> it's a devil. Yeah. So the devil is the evil. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Let's read from 19. And let's go. Romans 1, 19. We are going to some other place there, but let's start from 19. It says, Romans 1, chapter 1, verse 19. You found it? Oh, why is it so small? Is there a trick? Maybe it's the wrong scripture. 1, 1, 1, chapter 1. Yeah, Romans 1, now 19. Let's start from 19. It says, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. He's telling them along something, okay? For God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him, of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things which are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. Okay, so here he's saying that God can be seen everywhere. That even what we cannot see, verse 19, 20, that's all. What we cannot see, we know by the things we see. Amen. And everything we see testifies of God. If you see the way the world is created, if you see the seasons, if you see even the sea, that the sea comes with such force, but hardly crosses into town. Nobody can stop the sea, but it, some things, a power tells it when to go back. A power tells it when to go back and when to come. When you see, the sun, there's a song, who told the sun when to when to. Stand in the morning. And who told the moon, ocean, you can only come this far? And who showed the moon where to hide till evening? Whose words alone could catch a man, a falling star? I know, Maridi Male. You do see the amount of anointing we are using to sing only one song. Hey, it's not an easy thing. You have no idea. Yeah. 
Even these things tell you that there's a power that exists somewhere. So that's what he's saying that the things that we don't see. So because I didn't see this, or I didn't have a pastor to teach me this, I didn't mind, nobody told me this. That's why you know by from nature, you know. That somebody tells the moon where to hide till evening. It can only come out in the evening. If the sun were to be around 24 hours, there will be no night. So somebody tells the sun when to rise and when to go down. When to rise and when to go down. And when the sun, the sun goes down, the whole world would have been black. But he lets the moon come to balance the light. How many of you have seen a falling star before? You've heard of a falling star. Why doesn't it fall somewhere in America? Even in Zimbabwe. You know, Zimbabwe is a nice place, eh? Harare is a very beautiful place. Why doesn't it fall in Lesotho? Oh, it shouldn't fall in South Africa. I mean, we are here, but it should just fall in Lesotho and create a black hole there. But we see it falling all the time. But we don't see where it drops. Think about it. Somebody catches it so that it doesn't drop on us. Yeah, somebody grabs it. That's what, that's what the songwriter was saying. That who, whose words alone can catch a falling star. It tells you, it all testifies about God. It says, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, so that we can never see. We didn't know that God exists, that there's a God. Next one, 21. This is where we are coming to. 21. Because that, when they knew God, so after all this evidence, they knew that God is there. But when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. He says, although they knew it was God, they did not give God the respect they must give God. So now they call, it's all it says, the universe. Is there, they have different names. Is what? What are some of the names? The Big Bang. Is the universe. Is the man upstairs. Is the days. Is the stars. Mother nature. Energy. Higher power. But it's God. It says, they, although they, they didn't, you see, I'm your pastor. Do you get it? I'm your pastor. I'm not your elder brother. If you accord me the respect you give to your elder brother, you are, you are making a mistake. I'm your pastor. I don't know if you understand. It may be higher or lower than the respect you give to your older brother, but I'm saying that I am your pastor. That's, that's who I am to you. Your husband is your husband, not your big brother. Not your, your cousin. There's a respect that is given to a husband. There's a respect that is given to a father. There's a respect that is given to a pastor. There's a respect that is given to a president. So there's a respect that is given to God. So when they knew God, when the Bible said they did not glorify him as well, it means they did not give him the due respect that he deserves. Or the respect that he deserves. Then he says, neither were they thankful. They committed two errors. Number one, they did not glorify God as God. And number two, they were not thankful to him. They were not thankful to him. 
They were not thankful. I said, being thankful blocks you from the evils that we are going to read about right now. It blocks, it blocks the door. They can't come into your life. But became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish hearts were darkened. The heart is already foolish. But now it's been darkened. So instead of glorifying God and being thankful to him, they became vain. It's like they started to imagine useless things. Useless and foolish things. And then their imagination, of the imagination of their hearts, which is already foolish. How many of you, you see some ideas occur to you when you think, say, hey, hey. hey. You say, <laughs> usually when you are angry, some ideas occur to your heart. You see that this heart, if we don't control it, it can do some things that it should do. Um, me, me, it occurs to me. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah. The ideas that comes into this heart. Yeah. Oh, three minutes is even a lot. Just a small one minute. You see the, the idea, the imagination that has come to this heart. You ask yourself, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Blood of Jesus. That's how our hearts are. Even when you are born again, that's how your heart is. Do you get it? It's the presence of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit that controls these things. So it may, that's why I don't get angry when a bad idea occurs to you. Because it occurs to all of us. But it says, that thing that will help them to overcome the bad idea, it became darkened. So it's now there's darkness there. So if you all, when the bad idea comes, they don't have any way to control. They are even imagining more. It's acceptable to them. It's acceptable to them. Darkened. All this is coming from not glorifying God and being, un, be, being unthankful. Next one. Next one professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. May God deliver you from foolishness. And they changed the glory of the incorruptible, uncorruptible God into the image made like corruptible man. And to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. So now it's like, with their vain imagination and the foolishness of their hearts darkened, they now started to create a God for themselves. Don't you think it's foolishness to have a God that you created? I mean, a God, a God, come along with me, a God must have more power than you, is that not? Your God must have more power than you. So if you made the God. Are you not the God? God is our God because he created us. He created us. That's why he's our God. But you know, I said one day I went to visit a certain brother. Play the keyboard for me. Just one note. Just one. Okay, it's okay. I went to visit a certain brother. And as I was return, reversing from his house, I saw, I didn't see. I, I felt that my car had passed on something. So I heard that sound. Those of you drive that sound. So I, I came to look at what I have passed on. Not knowing I had passed on a God. 
had passion. Please play one more note for me. It's okay. I had killed their God. <laughs> yeah. I remember my car was, was my car green? I was driving a green car at that time. Yeah, green day. A Korean, a Korean car. I used it to kill the God. this in my way that I reversed on it. So I asked myself, so later I was thinking that, hey, but if you are a God that you are supposed to save all the people in this house and one car is coming and you couldn't get out of the way, save yourself. You forget about the people. Save yourself. And you couldn't save yourself. What type of God are you? No, I broke the God's jaw. Oh no, broke his jaw, cry. Up to today, I'm still around. Up to, to my car was driving. It didn't, even the fuel did not finish. Even the water did not finish. It was still moving around. Yeah. So if, if a God, you are making a God, at least... The God must have some power, at least to get out of danger. The God itself must be able to get out of danger. The God could not get out. Can you imagine? The God could not get out of danger. Yeah, unfortunately. Could not get out of danger. Yeah. I, look, I, I changed to reverse. I think it was that type of reverse. That, no, the one that you, where is reverse? Yeah. And I came fully. I think I was too fast. That God couldn't get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. It says that is what happened to these people. Instead of worshiping God, they made God corruptible. Gods that can be corrupted. One of our pastors, he went for a funeral somewhere. As he was at the funeral, he wanted to wee wee. You know some of these places when you go for a funeral, there's nowhere to wee wee. So he tried his best to keep it until he got to a stage that he couldn't do anything. So you know the way it is. He had to wee-wee by. He went to a corner somewhere to try to wee-wee. So when he, he pulled out his wee-wee machine and he started to wee-wee and he pointed it towards somewhere without any blemish, then he started to wee-wee, wee-wee all over the place. Then some people started to shout and they were coming. Hey, 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 stop that thing. But you know that when you, when you start to go, you can't stop. And he had kept it for a long time. So he kept baptizing the place. <laughs> oh, we with them, we with them, we with them, finish. So when he finished, he put the last ones on it. Take it, take it, take it, take it. Yeah, yeah. Just in case some didn't get to some place, he made sure that some got there. He gave their God, take it one, take it two, take it three, take it four. So then he stopped. When he finished, then they said, what are you doing? He said, oh, I was wee-wee. He said, oh, you were wee-wee on our God. Ah. So he asked, where, where is the God? So that thing you were wee-wee on is the God. Is the God. So he was wondering that, ah, 
But what type of God is this that somebody is coming to wee-wee on you? Ammonia, acid, all these things are coming to pour on you. You can't shout and say, hey. I mean, you don't have power. You don't have power to stop the wee-wee, to say, hey, stop there now. At least the God of Moses, he parted the Red Sea. He, could, he had power over water. He had power over water to separate the waters. If you are a God, you couldn't give some power for a simple wee-wee to stop. Just if, he, if you can't cause, use your finger to block the way. You couldn't use your finger to block the way. Or redirect or even swerve the wee-wee. He couldn't swerve the wee-wee. And the wee-wee baptized the God completely. Even the last few drops, you, you couldn't escape. He's praying one, two, three, four. He was like a, a Catholic priest. He's praying holy water. <laughs> On the God. Oh, yes. So it says, this is all a result of being unthankful and not recognizing God as who he is. So this is what it became. They created four-footed beasts, creeping things, and birds, all kinds of creatures to become a god to them. Is this because of fornication? No. Just being ungrateful. Next one. Let's go on. Sit down for a moment. Let's go on. When God... So wherefore, it says because of this. This one is before God. These evils we have looked at before. It's before even God came in the situation. The, the things we have seen so far in 22, 23 is by their own doing. Even God hasn't come inside yet. Now God is about to act. Now God is about to say, wherefore, which means because of this, God also gave them up to uncleanness. Through the last of their own hearts. To dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Now the key word to look at here or phrase to look at here is that God gave them up to it. It means that we all have it in us. This uncleanness, we have it in us. All of us, every single human being has it in him. But the reason why we don't perform these things is that God protects us from it. Do, do you get it? God keeps us from it. But once you don't want to acknowledge that God is God and you don't want to be thankful to God, the Bible says God also gives you up to the uncleanness that is already inside of you. So the Bible says God gave them up to uncleanness. How did the uncleanness come? This is what I'm explaining. Through the last of their own heart. So it was something that they were lasting after in their hearts. How many of you have not de desired something evil before? If you are here, you have not desired something evil before. Give me a wave. Yeah, all of us. All of us, even Pastor Mele. If you are a married man and you have no desire to slap your wife before, then you are really anointed.
Husband, say amen. Look, I'm the one preaching. Don't do any explanation. Just listen to the preaching. If you go home, they ask you any question, you tell them, ask bishop. Ask bishop, that's all. Come to church on Sunday, ask bishop. Because ask for a wife, by all means, she will provoke you in a certain way that you want to exercise your, your arm. So it's already inside us and it's in our hearts. Yeah, oh yes. Say amen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually when you take the bank card like that, that's when his hand starts to shake. <laughs> hey! But so it's in the heart. But what stops us? You get what stops us from doing these evils is that God keeps us from it. So when they were not thankful, God gave up on them. Gave them up. No, now do what basically it's like God said, do what you like. Yeah, that's what God said. Do what you like. No man. God said, do what you can imagine God saying, do what you like. Charlie, hey! where it will end us. It's no good at all. So God said, these people, they are ungrateful. Let them do what they like. Then they started to follow the things that are in their heart. Number one, they started to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Yeah, having sex rampantly. All kinds. All kinds. Like they were manufacturing it for the world to come. Yeah. Next verse. Putting the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever and ever. Amen. Next verse. For this cause God gave up on them and to vile affections, like affections and desires that are vile, that are evil. Surprisingly, it's the same letters that are used to spell evil from vile. Vile, shameful, disgraceful. It's like things that are vile are disgraceful. Even you, when you look, you say, ah. It's like a human being is having sex with an animal. You look and say, ah. You see a human being eating feces. You are surprised. Google the word coprophilia. You understand what I'm saying? To the point it becomes a medical state, like a sickness. Coprophilia. Go and Google it. You see, eating is like the person likes to eat, play with feces. I watch a documentary. A guy he goes to bring prostitutes, and he lets them take a dump. Yeah, and then that's it. That's his excitement. Even you yourself, when you are taking your own dump, you don't want to. You, 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 have a, you have a certain look. Although you are used to your smell, you have a certain look on your face. When you, when you fire one, you flash and you spray. How much more as an external person? Let's go on. We want to close. For even their women did change the natural use into that which against nature. This is a scripture that people don't like. The least said about it, the better. 
a woman has a natural use. Natural use. Natural use. But they change it to what is against nature. But you don't go and you don't see birds doing that. You don't see dogs doing that. You don't see any animal doing that. Only us. Likewise the men. Let's go forward. Likewise the men. Leaving the natural use of a woman. Bent in their last. One towards another. Men with men. Working that which is unseemly. And receiving in themselves the recompense of their error, which was meet. Where from all these evils? Ingratitude. This is what opens the door to it. That's why when you become somebody who is thankful, you close the door to these evils. You are not into these evils because you are good. You are into them. You are not into them because God has kept you, kept you from them. That's why it says God gave them up. And even as they did not retain God in their knowledge, God gave. How many times have we seen God giving them over? God gave them over to a reprobate mind, a mind that is. Repro, um, um, a reprobate mind is a mind that is spoiled. So, you, you, have you not had people that you are trying to explain things to and they cannot understand what you are saying? The mind is broken. The part of the mind that to analyze what you are explaining is broken. Do, do you get it? It's like, it's like um, arguing with a liar. Tomorrow I'll release a caption. Don't argue with a liar because they believe in their lies. Yeah, never argue with a liar. You're wasting your time. The reason why they are saying what they are saying is they believe it. They are convinced. Yeah, they are convinced. I mean, I said, uh, you sit down with a liar. When they start to tell their lies, you sit down, you'll be wondering, ah, is this guy or this girl, is she having a medical episode, a mental episode? Is he crazy or something? You try, but no, no, they believe it. They believe the lie that you will believe it. Sometimes they know they are lying, but they, believe, they are so convinced that the lie is so well calculated that you will believe it. Yeah, they are confident in it. That they know you will believe. Sometimes I say I laugh. I say that. Ah, this is funny. It's like the lie is so well prepared and organized. It's like organized. Have you heard the, sta- the statement that there's no perfect crime? You can cover, cover, but eventually something will give you away. The lie is so perfect that they feel that you will believe it. And they believe. So that's why they tell it confidently. So you will be arguing, trying to punch holes. Oh, they believe what they are saying. They have faith in what they are saying. Now, I was talking about somebody with a reprobate man. You can't even, you are explaining with evidence, categorically and uh, empath- uh, empirically, forensically, everything they still cannot see. 
the mind, the part of the mind that can capture what you are saying is broken. It's broken. So, so God also gave them up to a broken mind to do the things which are not convenient. It's like the mind, you, if somebody's mind is working well, they won't do these things. But the person's mind is not working well. Yeah. That's why you take a BMW and you go and look. Is it a BMW or Mercedes Benz? Mercedes Benz. And you go and look at Woolies. What are you going to get at Woolies? One basket of bread or what? Lamb chops. The car you are driving, you can afford what you are going to loot. Do you get it? You can afford what you are going to loot, oh, but you've gone to loot it. Now you are in jail for the whole, for all of you who went to loot. That one person is in jail for you. Continuing the struggle. I'm sure he'll be in jail shouting, Amandla, await, just for you. You see, if you met somebody who couldn't afford what they want to loot, you can use your mind to understand. But you, what you are looting, you can afford it. You were probably on your way to go and buy it. And then you had, you had money to buy it. When you had looting, you also went to take it. Beef, T-bone steak, because of that you are going to jail. Yeah, do that which is not convenient. Because of tin roof ice cream, that by the time you get home has melted, has become a milkshake. Because of that you are going to jail. Let's go. We have uh -huh. being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, arguments, arguments, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, invent of evil. Not only doing evil, but you invent, you are coming up with an evil that does not exist. Yeah. This is where Paul wrote a letter to, I think, the church of um, uh, the Galatians. Né? And he said, is that the Gal yeah, the Galatians, that you have even now started some fornication that is not common. It's, it's not known. It's like people fornicate, but the type of fornications you are introducing is not in, it's not done. People, you are inventing it, you are making it, it's brand new. New, brand new type of fornication you are bringing into the Bible. Tear robber fornication. <laughs> yeah. Inventors, you are making an evil that doesn't exist. It's like we've never seen before you. You invented it. If we are going to give, you see like the hurricane. When the hurricane comes, the first person to find the hurricane, the hurricane is named after the, the person. And the dangerous hurricanes are always women. Say Amen. That was just a joke, okay? Please don't go home. <laughs> and start shouting at the women in your house. Hurricane you, hurricane you, hurricane you. It was just a joke. Yeah. So it's like, if you found the evil, it will be named after you. It's like inventors of evil. Disobedient to parents. It's children who are ungrateful for their parents that disobey their parents. 
If you see your parents as a blessing that you have, you won't disobey them. Yeah, you won't disobey them. You will make mistakes, but you won't disobey them. Disobedience is different from making a mistake. When you write an exam and you don't get the answer correct, is it disobedience? It's a mistake. <laughs> Let's go. Without understanding, without understanding, without, I, I, without understanding. I almost said process, but without understanding. Process, I love you, okay? You know I'm from Ibaine. Still. I hear um, when our president went to the coronation of the king. The king asked the uh, president, what, what, what is the name you have given to my mother? <laughs> he said, oh, eh, what do you say P is called now? <laughs> so that's the queen's new name. You know, it's, called, uh, it's named after Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, so it's like he told the king that that's the name that they've given to uh, Kabea. Yes, we've renamed your mother. <laughs> Without under, they can't understand anything. They will argue, argue, argue. They can't understand simple things. Covenant breakers. You can't make agreement with them. One agreement, you have, they'll break it, break it, break it. They'll cheat on you and you'll be surprised. Without natural affection. Implaceable. Unmerciful. It's like they can't show mercy. Yeah. Offend them and see. They won't show you one iota of mercy. You have apologized. You have pacified. You have whatever. They still will not forgive you. Still will not forgive you. Every day they are on the case with you, fighting with you. On that particular thing. One mistake that you made. You have shown clearly beyond doubt that you are sorry. You have repented. You have changed. Still, they have a face. Yeah. Next time you are in your house, you get angry for one week. You cannot be pacified. Remember, where is my scripture? Remember what we are reading. Yeah. Unmerciful. Next one, go to where you are going. <laughs> Who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit these such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do. This is the part of the whole story that scares me. It's not only those who are doing it, but those who even have pleasure in the people. Those who approve, thank you, of the people who do these things. As for me, you say, I'm very messed up, but you see somebody wicked, then you approve of it. Yeah. You see somebody doing the evil that you don't do, then you say, oh, nice girl. The person is standing on Facebook, all her breasts are jumping in the street. Everything, she's practically naked. Then you say, oh, congratulations. <laughs> nice. You like, you react, you heart, all kinds of things. Yeah. Oh, when, when the king was coronated, oh, it's our culture. Boom. Then. So, but when he says, oh, so me, I never do such a thing. But you were liking, busy liking and encouraging the person who was doing the supposed thing that you said you don't do. Hypocrisy. Hey, Bishop, what should I? Maybe just be, don't do nothing. Do nothing. 
person has already done it. So do nothing. But you come and like it. How? If all of you have gone to like it, so now I look like the wicked person who has preached and have mentioned it. Yeah. yeah. So when the person, I heard Bishop talking about uh, those who do the woyina. Uh, don't like, don't mind Bishop. Bishop, there he talks about things that don't concern him. But he says, those who take pleasure, those who approve of them, that do. How do you get out of this evil? By becoming somebody who stands for Becoming somebody who stands Becoming somebody who stands for That you are grateful. God blocks these things. He blocks these things. He blocks them. Not that you are better than the people who are doing them. Not that you, are, you have more self-control than the people who are doing it. It's just God has blocked it from you. That's why it's not coming to you. I always warn people, don't open some doors in your life. It's, you will be surprised you are not as strong as you think you are. So keep the doors locked. Just keep them locked. That's all. Once the doors are locked, you are safe. Even with your small strength, your weakness, you are safe. But once the door is open, then all these things will now come and start attacking you. That's when you see that, ah, I'm, I wasn't as strong as I thought I was. You are protected by being behind the door. Behind the door. Stay in your protection. Yeah, stay in your protection. Just stay in it. We are not better than the unbelievers moving outside. We are just kept by the blood, kept by the mercy of God, kept by the grace of God. Let's stay in it like that. Let's stay in it like that. I pray for us as I close, because now I have to close. As I close, that we'll become people who are grateful. Grateful to God. Grateful for every situation we are in. Grateful for our state. Grateful for our life. Grateful for what God has blessed us with. That we'll be grateful for it. So that God will block these evils out of our lives. In the name of Jesus. May you consistently be thankful to God. For whatever he has blessed your life with. In the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's bring today's, today's service to a close. Oh yes. Yeah. Lift your hands wherever you are and just begin to thank God. Thank God that these evils have been blocked. You see, if there's nothing to thank, if it's just this last point alone, thank God that look, these evils, He has blocked these evils out of your life. Out of your life. It's not by your might, it's not by your strength. Just thank God that He has blocked them out of your life your life, out of your life, out of your life, he has blocked them out of your life, out of your life, thank you Jesus, thank you oh God, thank you oh God, thank you oh God, branda la basom bayolatai, rapelobo sipayolatai, thank you oh God, nampala batom bayolatai, Thank you, God. Le motayolobo sipayola. Le payolo tipola tayabesota. Thank you, God. Le polaba kempayola kempayola. Rato mo sepila bakatempola. We glorify you as God. 
and we thank you Lord we thank you Lord thank you for not giving us to the foul affections of our hearts the lust of our own hearts thank you oh God 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 understanding what I'm saying? Because as for the last of your heart, hey, I mean, you know it. We can't say it through the microphone, but you know it. Even though you are born again, fully born again, even, the, even when you are fasting, the things that come through your heart, you wonder, ah, that's, that's what makes us sometimes feel like, ah, are we really born again? Are we changing? Are we really changing? Do you see? Because as for the last in your heart, it will be there. But what God does, like, he keeps us from it. It's like he keeps us in a way that we don't follow them. We don't follow them. We do not follow them. And that's what I want us to thank God for. Then there's another scripture. There's a second one. Go forward a bit. Go forward, let's see. No, forward. Oh, you jump too much. God delivering us from a reprobate mind. He says, God gave them over to. So it's not like God took a reprobate mind and he put it in them. No, no, no. This is where the scriptures that people read and they say, oh, God made them. No, 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 no. The thing is already there. So he keeps us from following. It's like the seed of the devil, the seed of the serpent is there. So it has sown all these things already. So God keeps us from this. So God gave them over. It's like, it's okay, now do what you like. Then now the reprobate mind, the false mind, begins to work. Begins to, begins to be what is in control. So I want to thank God for two things. One, saving us from the reprobate mind. And saving us from the lasts of our hearts. That, 
that's the source of all these evils. The last one. Lift your voice. Just thank him right now. Where yes, you thank you, Lord. Thank you. Because if you had followed your heart, where it would have led us to, it wouldn't have been good at all. If we had followed our hearts, where it would have ended us, it wouldn't have been good at all. You will break relationships that you shouldn't break. You will destroy things that you shouldn't destroy by just following the last of your heart. The last of your heart. But God kept us from it. Kept us from it. Kept us from it. Kept our minds working well. Throughout the year, he kept our minds working well. I want to just thank him. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. over us. Thank you for keeping us in your will. Thank you for keeping us in your kingdom. Thank you for keeping us in the church. Even through every difficult situation. Thank you that you kept us. That we did not go astray. You kept us Lord. We are grateful Lord. We thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. Thank you for our children. Thank you for our parents. Thank you for our friends. Thank you for our neighbors. Thank you for our situation. Thank you for every single thing is happening in our yes, lives. Lord. We are grateful. Thank we bless you. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said Amen. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord in gratitude to Him and to Him alone. We give you glory. We give you praise. Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. 
you are here tonight, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to come into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. I've tried it my own way all these years. Now I want to surrender it to Jesus and let him be the Lord and Savior of my life. If you are here like that, every eye closed, every head bow, I want you to lift up your right hand with me. I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to come into my heart to be my Lord and be my Savior. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord and Savior of my life from today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.